I see it. Okay, now I'm on. Now we're here, okay. Yes. Hey, hey, good. Hi. Hello everyone, sorry we're having just some technical difficulties, so we're gonna restart. Um, I am Judah Bernard, the Wisdom Dialoguer of the Rise, Creating Your Voice podcast. And I have um, two young, lovely ladies on here that will be assisting me with the be healthy part. The be healthy being that we're looking from a spiritual, mental, and physical health. And what does that mean to you? Um, definitely, I want to introduce Micah Janees and Kathy, I mean, Katie Burstheart. So welcome them and give them a round of applause. And ladies, let's go. Let's introduce yourself and tell them about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. Um, I, uh, like you said, I'm Micah Neese. Judah and I met uh, five years ago in kickboxing, stayed friends ever since. I am actually a, a psychotherapist uh, by trade, and I've been such for the better part of 10 years now. And Katie and I actually are, have opened together a life coaching business where we're going to, um, everything we're talking about today, that's our jam. That is our specialty. Um, so this works out perfectly. We're really excited to talk to you guys. Hello, hello. I am Katie Berthart. And like Micah said, we just opened New Niece on Life, our life coaching business that we are super proud of. And I am a mindset coach and positivity guru. Um, but I am a CODA by trade. And for those of you who don't know what a CODA is, that is a certified occupational therapy assistant. So we tend to look at people from a more holistic point of view versus um, like physical therapy. It's just one part of your body. So again, we are looking at the mental, the physical and how it all coincides together. Y'all um, are so getting some wraparound care here. Right up my alley. So <laughs> we're excited. <laughs> So I'm, Go ahead. I'm glad yeah. that they have really, really just talked about the holistic part of it. And understand in the holistic part, being healthy for Judah is having the holistic part. And you're looking at, at the whole mind, which is the mental, the physical, your heart, your total body, and also um, um, your spiritual too, because you have to be spiritually grounded in order to create healthy. But then again, you also have to have the desire to be healthy. And that's one thing that people sometimes don't have the desire to be healthy. They wanna stay in a situation that they're not probably comfortable in or just stay in that situation because that's what they know and they don't seek out or sought out help to make sure that it goes to the point of them receiving the healthy part of what they need. Mm -hmm. Understand that health starts with you. It does not start with your doctor. It does not start with going to a dentist. It starts off with you learning the basics of activity, activities of daily living. Um, it starts off with you learning how to brush your teeth. It's starting off um, you learning how to reduce stress. It's starting off of how you take in um, um, stress, tension, and things like that too as well. So it starts with you and then you know what you put into your body physically is what you put into it. One thing that I do is, and I did was, I went further in my health and what I did was I asked my mother 
What are your current health problems? I asked my father, what are your current health problems? That give me a line in the basis of what if it's genetic? What if these things can be aligned with what I'm dealing with as far as health too as well? So sometimes you have to go into to the whole basic of how you're feeling, what your parents felt or what they're currently dealing with too as well. So I love the holistic approach. I think that's a, a great way to put being healthy is having a holistic approach. I Absolutely. Think, I think in Katie, um, I wonder if we were both about to say the same thing. Probably. Um, the, this is, a, you'll hear us say these two words all the time. Um, so just, you know, if you guys like want to play a game, like, you know, get a nickel every time we say the word self-awareness. Uh -oh. So, so many of us stay in unhealthy patterns. Uh, unhealthy like physical health patterns, unhealthy um, emotional health patterns, unhealthy mental and relationship health patterns, because it's all we know. It's all our mom mm -hmm. and dad knew. It's all our community knows. It's all society knows. And so it takes being self-aware on purpose to be like, uh, oh, oh, okay. So this could use some attention and refining. Um, I could use some work on this. And I noticed and I'll, I'll let you guys jump in. For me personally, and I'll get more into it later, sometimes when, no, every single time in my 36 years of life where I focus on one part of being healthy, so whether that's my diet or if that's my emotional health, my mental health, my exercise, if I'm only focusing on one thing and trying to get that one thing balanced, I stay out of balance. Like it's gotta be all or right. nothing. Um, I mean, you gotta start somewhere, but like, you know, like if you focus too much on one thing, you're giving all your energy to that instead of looking yes. at yourself from like the whole person perspective. And that it takes some um, self-awareness to do that. Yeah, I, I like that, Micah. And too, like when you say energy, you're giving your energy. Like I think people need to remember like everything in this earth is energy. Like everything you do is like a transactional energy. Like when you have a friendship, you're you're giving and receiving of energy. When you go to do a task, you are giving and receiving of energy. And you have to be careful at where you're placing all that energy. Cause like you said, you will be out of balance, but in the same perspective, like you have to, you can't just jump in and change everything all at once. Yeah. Like you have to say, um, I remember years ago, I decided to stop drinking soda because it, made me feel bad. And so I was like, I'm going to quit drinking soda. And so I decided I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to drink it. What I said to myself was I don't drink soda. And I took that one thing and I was like, I'm going to eliminate this one thing. And that's kind of how you have to do it. You like take something out that isn't working for you, but then maybe replace it with something that's good. So then I like up my water intake, you know, I quit drinking soda, but I up my water. So you kind of have to remember that you can't just jump in and do everything at once when you kind of get the self-awareness that you need to change something. You have to be a little more strategic and give yourself a little grace. Definitely, definitely. They, um, that, that's actually like the replacement. That's something that they speak to a lot in mental health and addiction, food addiction, uh, substance abuse. Is like, mm -hmm. or just, and even just with like general bad habits. So if like you bite your nails as like an anxious, um, tick or whatever, right. then you, you, if you stop biting your nails, 
got to do something. So find something to right. play with, you know, or something like that. So you can't replace a bad habit. I mean, right. you can't lose a bad habit without replacing it with something else, yes. you know? So like that's I why- eat like, a piece of salary. <laughs> what? Eating a piece of celery. Piece of yeah. celery. <laughs> oh, I never understood that. <laughs> People still say that. They're like, just eat a piece of celery. And I was like, uh, uh, celery's the word. <laughs> Broccoli, I can get down with, but. Although there is a book out that talks about celery juice and how it's so good for you. So I don't know. Yes. Might have to give it a try. We have it hidden in like a, like a, a juice, like maybe. But I yeah. gotta hide it in there for me. <laughs> So definitely, we want to just definitely discuss from the mental health perspective, um, being that um, life coach and a lot of things come up as far as mental health, but most people are afraid of going to mental health mm -hmm. um, and they, they lack the knowledge thereof that therapy and mental health doctors and psychiatrists are not really bad people. They're really there to help you through whatever you're going through. It's like trauma childhood trauma, traumatic things, things where you're having dreams or nightmares or things that you may feel like that trigger you to feel a certain type of way and that you might need assistance in getting that, that feeling managed. And I'm not saying anything particular where people are having anxiety or depression, but we'll just call them feelings. Mm -hmm. We'll call them feelings. And, and because there are feelings and that it's a mental feeling that you're having or a mental movement or action that you're having that you're unfamiliar with. So mm -hmm. sometimes you actually need to talk to someone to actually help you manage what you're going through because right now, I mean, some people didn't do the necessary research to even see what it is. They just say, well, I just think it's going to get better. Sometimes mm -hmm. it get worse. And then the more you harp on doing whatever that feeling is, it gets worse instead of actually managing it and talking to someone. And what are your thoughts about that? I think, um, I think for me, like humanize the therapist. I, I think that it's like really important that people talk more about what therapy really looks like yes. because it's, it's still shocking to me how many times I like you know do a, an intake evaluation with somebody and they're like oh you know and I, I just need you to tell me what to do with my life mm -hmm. or somebody would be like well I don't need somebody to you know tell me what's wrong with me I'm like what, what movies have you been watching that is not how therapy works okay right. that's not how it works the best illustration of what I've seen of what therapy is is actually from like I don't know a graphic I saw on the internet which is Imagine that you're sitting with somebody and you have this huge, giant, jumbled ball of yarn and it's right. just a mess. It is a mess. What You're holding the big, jumbled, messy ball of yarn, okay? Yes. And I come along as your therapist and I take out two loose ends and then I hold those ends as you unravel. And I'm like, oh, you might want to unravel that part. I see that it wants to come loose. And I help mm. you untangle what's going on upstairs and that's it I mean I and I'd like to think you know it my my clients would tell you that I'm pretty relatable and we're not talking about me as a therapist it's like I'm representing other good therapists out there right. I, we need to um people we need to talk more and de-stigmatize de the therapy experience because I think a lot of people have it wrong mm -hmm. 
Well, and I think too, Micah, like the thing that happens within therapy is people will go and they'll see a therapist and they're like, well, that didn't really do anything for me. And they, they are so they're like misinterpreting what therapy should be. And they don't realize that they still have to do some hard work on whatever it is that they're dealing with. And it takes multiple times. And not only that, like maybe you didn't jive with that therapist, maybe that therapist and you guys, like you two didn't connect on the level that you need to, and that's okay, but you got to find the therapist that you are um, jiving with and that you're able to connect to and that you feel comfortable telling them things because the more things you tell the therapist, the more they're able to kind of piece together what it is that's really happening and then direct you in the place that you need to go in order to work on whatever the situation is. You, you brought up one of like the, I can't believe I missed that point. And you and I um, joke a lot about this, the people that come in and want the bibbity bobbity boo therapy, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they come in and Just they're like, your wand and make yeah, it they're like, cast your spell, Micah, tell, fix it. And I'm like, bibbity I'm not fixing, you're like, fixing. Like, that's not, that's not how yeah. this works. What I do is I, like I said, un, um, untangle what's going on and I help give Lynn some perspective and I provide the empowerment and Katie does too as a life coach it's just um different than therapy and we can get into that later um but if you if you are not willing to take a good long hard look at yourself and then do the work therapy will not be effective for you period period I mean that's that I mean like they can't they can't do it for you. You're with them an hour out of every week if you go the standard amount of time. And then the rest is up to you. It's application into your own life. But what is it? So, I mean, I'm going to pose the question to you guys. What is it that you think holds people back from doing the work? Like, is it something that is just innate in us that, you know, we don't want to, um, go there again in that situation or do you think that is something societal like with the stigma that is on mental health like what do you think is keeping people from being able to essentially tell their therapist what's happening and wanting to do the work to fix it i'm interested to hear from judah on this one Yes. Not to put not to put people in a box, but it's no, I'm, I'm not putting people in a box because the thing is, what people don't know about Judah Bernard that I was a licensed clinical therapist too as well. So, um, and in therapy, therapy comes with all shades. It's no set color in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no set culture in therapy because a lot of it's, everybody's in therapy. Yeah. Um, um, so we have to look at it was, um, and I asked some of my clients at that particular time, uh, when I was one, I was like, so what, what was the fear of you coming? The fear was the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Well, I'm just tired of going to therapist and it's just not right. Well, it's just like you're going to shop for a new car. Are you going to go pick the first new car you get into? No, you're going to try out a lot of them until that car is the right fit for you. It's going to go the speed that you need. It's going to go in reverse or it's going to have a stick shift. It's going to have Apple radio. It's going to have um, serious 
music. So all those bells and whistles, you need to look for that in a therapist. Mm-hmm. Write down what you need in a therapist. Mm-hmm. Write that, write it down and say, look, these are my boundaries. These are some things that I know I want to go through and some things that I need help in. But then again, if you can't provide me this, I need to go see another person. So start with that first is write down your needs as a for people when you come in and say, hey, therapy or or, or this person who is trying to uh, put therapy on you, hey, these are my needs. Mm-hmm. A, B, C, and D. Some people are just scared because, um, or some people just want information. Some people go there for, um, to help. I think like Micah said, oh, can you fix this? It's not about fixing. It's about assisting you and helping you manage your symptoms mm-hmm. and managing your triggers. It's not about a, a helping with anything. You have to be that person to actually do the work because we have the tools and resources. But then again, you have to go back home and do catch it, check it, change it. You yeah. have to go back home and do um, the different tools and and skill set you have to actually practice in your everyday life not only when you come to therapy sessions and if you don't practice it guess what you're not going to get any better right and I think you know I everything you just said spot on I love the catch it check it change it what I noticed and when I was saying put you in a box and I don't mean to do it it's my male there or my male clients that I feel I notice the most amount of pride, not that females, you know, it can't be prevented to come to therapy because of their pride. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't need somebody to kill me. You know, I can handle it myself. You know, there's a huge stigma on men needing mental health, Mm -hmm. um, you know, needing therapy and taking care of their mental health. And I, I think with women, it's like, oh, women have feelings, but like, for some reason, men don't have feel like of course men have feelings they're human like there is such a stigma yeah there is such a stigma so I mean Judah what being a a man how do you feel like that um resonates with you I mean obviously you were a therapist but I mean why is there such a stigma for men and how I felt um because I was a therapist I became supernatural <laughs> um, I became macho man. So it wasn't about um, the whole thing of um, um, therapy. It was the thing of, I have to let my guard down. I have to be vulnerable. Mm. So people, men. I'm like that big. The muscles. Word. They don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, that's, that's it right there. Um, it's sort of like I have this protection over me and. I don't mean you to strip my manhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And once once you tear down all my walls, guess what? I'm wide open. Yeah. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. I might fall into any little crack or crevice. <laughs> yeah. That well, that that spoke to me right there, Judah. Mm-hmm. I gotta say it really did. Like, oh wow. I thank you for, for sharing that because, like, you know, I'd like to think that I understood as best as a a female therapist could and as like a wife to a man and a sister to men and a friend of you know like but I I I don't I've not experienced life as a male so I'm like that 
when you said that, that's, that's enlightenment that I've never, um, I've never experienced. And I got to say, and I don't know if you feel the same and, you know, I, I'm not trying to put us all on blast, but I think all of us are comfortable saying that we've all participated in therapy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it has made me 10,000 times stronger and 10,000 times more connected to who I am what I want for my life, you know, what I don't want for my life. Mm -hmm. It has been the single, aside from my spiritual relationship, um, it's been the single most profound experience of my life is counseling. Well, and I think too, like when Judah spoke, like the vulnerability, mm -hmm. everyone is afraid of being vulnerable. And uh, my, one of my favorite authors and, you know, Brene Brown yeah. speaks to vulnerability quite a bit. And really like, that is the way we connect with each other is being vulnerable. And I think it's kind of like created this bigger problem in our world with people building these walls around themselves and not allowing the vulnerability because it takes away from the connection that you can have with someone and I think it's just, that's huge to bring awareness to that part of it is like, you have to be vulnerable in order to connect with other people yeah. on a certain level. Were you about to say? Yeah, and that's, that's one thing that I see too as well, connecting with people. And mm -hmm. um, I think I saw this on a, on a show this morning was, you know you're growing when you can associate yourself with different people. And that's resonated within me to, that is a growth process because in growing, you have to meet with different people. If you stay in your small little bubble, guess what? You're not growing. You're not growing. Kate, so. favorite, another one of her favorite quotes, where does, uh, do you know where I'm going with this? Which on one? The, the, on the other side of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite things to say to people is everything you want in life is on the other side of fear. Yeah. So you have. Every, to everything you want in life is on the other side of fear. Yes. I love it. It, it yeah. is. It, when you, um, you know, it is a process of growing. You know, the, I've noticed and no offense to anybody that sees this, that I've been friends with since I was little. Um, but like, if you look at like the relationships I've had in the company I keep over the span of a 36 year lifetime, I noticed that the more I was able to grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, the more my circle became more and more um, refined with people that lift me up and don't, mm -hmm um, intrude or hurt or suck the life out of me, you know what I mean? And so, not yes. that like, you know, everybody did when I was young, but like, and, and some of the friendships that I've had since I was young, I've spanned, I mean, Katie and I hate to say it because it makes us feel old, but we've been friends for 22 years, you know? So like, but our energy, our mental and emotional wellness has stayed, um, on the same level as you know what I mean because it's yeah like you leave behind and I hate to put it that way are the people that aren't ready to grow they're they're yeah. not you know they're not where you are with that 
Right. We were just talking about that earlier. Was it today or yesterday? Oh, it's a blur. It's a blur. It's a blur. Um, about our circle, you know, and the and the company that you keep. And Micah makes fun of me all of the time and says I sound like her dad when I say this. Um, and I probably heard it from my mother, but I have had I can't even remember when I started having this as like my life motto, but it's garbage in garbage out right. and if you are surrounding yourself with people like if you think about it like if you're surrounding yourself with people who are toxic who yes. are severely narcissistic who are um you know i don't know like i can't even think energy of the word vampires. but energy vampires like they are just maybe they're negative all the time there's all the time well, and you give them a solution. Well, the problem with that is, and then you give them another, well, the problem with that is like, there's always a problem to every solution. Those people become a drain on your energy and they're not going in the same direction you want to go. And oh. it's unfortunate. Like, I feel like I'm nice to everybody, but at the, at the same time, I keep my inner circle very tight. Like, yes. the people who I'm going to seek counsel from are the people who I know are going, going to be, they're going to give me good energy, yes. but they're also going to be real with me. They're yes. not going to, there's no judgment. It's just realness. Yeah. It doesn't come from a place of judgment. It doesn't come with any toxicity. Like it is just real facts. Like, well, you know, this is this and that is that. And that's the end of it. There's no judgment. There's no like sucking the life out of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that affects your, uh, definitely affects your mental health yes spiritual health all, all of the above and, and i'm glad you mentioned that because that gives us a great segue into emotional health and relational health too as well having mm -hmm. relationships emotional we do understand that um some people with those with those negative energies take us on the emotional roller coaster Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I can raise my hand and say I've been on an emotional roller coaster before and I don't yeah. want to go on there anymore because basically it's not a ride that's fulfilling, especially after you ate so much of the emotional roller coaster. You're going to start regurgitating that emotional roller coaster stuff and that fat bread and all that other stuff you took <laughs> in and that negative um, thing and it's going to explode. So garbage you know, in, garbage out. About emotional um, health and also... Um, um, relationship, relationship health too as well because basically we need to definitely talk about that too as well and promoting great health and emotion and also uh, promoting good health and relationships too as well yeah yeah definitely definitely this will be a fun conversation uh, yes Katie and I are both married and um you know I, I've always had I've always taken an interest in like not even just like romantic relationships but like relationships in general the relationships you have with your yeah. family and so on and so forth um I am going to be doing a series through new niece on life about um why your toxic trait matters okay and your toxic trait matters and everybody like everybody likes to post these like fun who's my toxic trait on Facebook okay but everybody's got some and your toxic trait comes from some broken part of you and your broken part, you're going to take with you into relationships, into your job, into your yep. marriage, into your whatever. And if you do not address what that is, it is going to continue to poison you. Yep. 
Yes. And then you're going to look back on your life and be like, wow, I don't understand why this, 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 this kept happening to me. Goes back to the self-awareness. Okay. Why your toxic trait matters because it didn't have to happen to you, right? You might not have been in control of the thing that like started the domino effect. But once you reach adulthood and a certain level of understanding, it's up to you to from take a step back, examine it and be like, I got to work on that because I don't want to take it with yeah. me away. You know, I don't want to take it on the roller coaster of life. I, I don't want to throw up on the roller coaster. I don't want to make other people <laughs> throw up on the roller coaster. So that's why, you know, right. things like your toxic trait matters. Yeah. So it's been, yeah. Love it. I think it's also important to like, to like take a look at, and if, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, communication. Like when it comes to relationships, raise your hand if you've heard communication is the key to a great relationship. Raise your hand. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to say false, okay? I say it's the, it's the second of two, self-awareness. <laughs> yes. Because I love the self-awareness. If you only know how to communicate, which that's a good skill, okay, but you're not like communicating what is true for you, then like, what are we doing? You know, like, does it even really make sense? Um, So I think there's definitely rules of engagement for positive communication, but like, I think the bigger thing is self-awareness. Like what is happening in me as it relates to this relationship? How do I communicate that to you? How do I ask for what I need from you? Um, how do I receive what you need? Everybody in, in yes. needs to be um, self-aware. Well, I think part of the self-awareness too, Micah, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it goes in line with like your triggers too. Like if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, you know, something that yeah. they say may trigger you. And if you're not self-aware enough to know what your own triggers are, that's what perpetuates a fight. Mm-hmm. That is what continues the arguments over and over and over again in those cycles of, you know, here's how we're going to argue. Okay, we're going to get mad. Then we're going to get over it. And then it just sits there. And now we're, we're circling back around again to have the same argument over and over again because the same things keep getting said and the same triggers keep going off. You can't, to, to that end, you can't ask somebody to respect a boundary you've never drawn. Right. You can't expect somebody to value something you've never named or you tried mm-hmm. to value yourself. No matter how much somebody loves you, they can't, <laughs> they can't do that. Like, right. I love it. You know, you, you've got to be vulnerable to go back to Judah's point. You've got to be vulnerable yes. enough after you've been self-aware. You've got to be vulnerable enough to communicate to me how I can respect where you are. And, you know, I'm not God, I can't heal you, but like hold that space with you. Like, I feel like we need a whiteboard and we need to like step one. Step that's two. our yeah. next thing. We're gonna do that next. We oh, need yeah. to and all that stuff. That's our next thing. We need <laughs> to because we have to give them homework. We yeah. have to give them homework. Oh, absolutely. I'm the homework queen in my therapy. Um, <laughs> in, in my practice, I mm-hmm. will write it down and I'll be like, When you come back next week, I'm gonna ask you, you know, <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, gosh. 
So I think I, I definitely want our listeners to just listen to what we're definitely saying and actually looking at the vulnerability and making sure you're doing self-awareness mm-hmm. and the things where we're talking about. And self-aware meaning that you're looking at yourself and being aware of what you bring to the table too as well. Yeah. Because sometimes we have so much trauma in our lives that we're bringing that trauma. Yeah, We're bringing that ugly trauma, that pitiful trauma, that sorry trauma, and then mm-hmm. we're trying to build this elaborate relationship. And if that other person is dealing with the same trauma, guess what? That's trauma squared. That's like right. about to blow up a I building. Love <laughs> I love that. And it can be so hard too, like <sighs> if it's generational, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So either generational It's trauma, just embedded. Yeah. So like, you're not going to realize this is a problem if everybody in your family or uh, like, you know, in the, the way you grew up has surrounded you with this line of thinking, this behavior. And so your partner, your friend, whomever we're talking about having a relationship with, you know, they're the weirdo, they're the outsider because this is how we yeah. <laughs> are. Like, this, this is correct. This is healthy. Yeah. When in fact, it's like, yes. you know what I mean? But, and I yeah. think we all have those biases. No, you know, you could grow up having been in the Brady Bunch, you know, or whatever. Everybody's got something <laughs> that everybody's got something. Like, they. Well, and. Oh, sorry. I was going to say. And, you know, yes, I call myself the positivity guru, but I want to be clear. It is not the Pollyanna positivity of like, everything is perfect all the yes. time. Positivity is simply. Like, it doesn't mean you're not going through hard stuff. It just means that you know the outcome is going to be okay. That's all positivity is. But if you are, um, I I totally just lost my train of thought. I don't know. I love it when you say the Pollyanna thing. Yeah, the Pollyanna point. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Literally, it but I went can keep out of going, Katie, if you like me to. Yeah, <laughs> Katie, you know. in, in that Pollyanna positivity, it's sort of like mm-hmm. rainbows, butterflies, uh-huh. and skittles. Yes. And yes. you don't see that. But what you're looking for yeah. is definitely affirmations. Yeah. What you're looking yes. for is things that you can write down and say, you know what? I'm not feeling good like right now, but guess mm-hmm. what? And if I lay down for about three hours, I'm going to feel great and I'm going yeah. to go to that three hours and make sure that I'm feeling great at this particular time. And that's going to be my positive. And if you're not feeling right. like 100% great, but if you're feeling 50% great, guess what's it? Celebrate that small win. At least you went up more than what you were. Right. So celebrate that small win. So that is a positive. Right. That is that you've come up from where you were. Right. Now, if you stay in it, even if you go up 2% right. and you got a little bit, that's somewhere from where you I want to speak to that too. Um, so and at least I, you got up. That's right. <clears throat> I've been reading um, Gabby Bernstein's Super Attractor book. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she talks about that, how like in order to stay in like that Super Attractor um, mode, you have like reach for the next feel good feeling. You may be feeling really low, reach for the next good, good feeling. Um, and then reach for the next one. And that's how you kind of dig yourself out of those slumps. Um, 
And I think I remember the point I was going to make about the Pollyanna viewpoint. That that can can also be a toxic toxic trait. Like being overly positive. Yeah. That's where I was going. Positive vibes only. Positive vibes only. Positive. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Like, ew. (laughs) Like, I like positive vibes just as much as the next person. But like, that's not not how humans function. No. And it's not real life. No. Go ahead, Katie. Sorry. Oh, that was it. Oh, yeah. Katie, Katie and I, um, you know, we, in our friendship, we do a lot of joking around, you know, and joking around about this kind of stuff. Um, we talk about like the getting out of bed, Judah, like the, the kind of positivity that Katie and I, um, talk about Katie as a positive positivity guru at new Nissan life is positivity on purpose. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's less positivity like rainbow skittles butterflies is positivity as i am self-aware enough to know that i am in control of finding the next doing the next right thing sometimes the next right thing is staying in bed sometimes if you do like a vibe check with yourself you check in with yourself you're like okay i'm super depressed what would help my soul right now and sometimes you're the answer to that question is get off of Facebook, turn mm-hmm. off the TV and just get like, in the shower, get in the, sh- the shower. Yeah. Favorite. The shower is my favorite, but those are, that's where the best ideas yeah. come from. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm super depressed or anxious, you'll legit find me in the shower, like two or three times a day. Like that's just what it is. Sometimes when you're depressed, yeah. it's not a good thing to stay in bed, but if you're staying in bed with some level of intention, like mm-hmm. I'm staying in bed to rest and recuperate, re, re, um, revive myself to keep going. That's not the same as staying yeah. in bed and giving up. Yeah. Right. You know, like sometimes staying in bed is a warrior move. Okay. That's right. Thanks. Right. Just saying. Great. Yeah. yeah. Definitely great information. The one thing is definitely um, in talking about emotional and relationship health, we also want to talk about physical health. And in physical health, we got to understand that there should be some self-awareness in your physical health too as well. Um, Just some physical health problems, um, diabetes, um, Mm -hmm. um, um, heart attacks, strokes, and things like that. I, I employ everyone at least go to the doctor at least once out of a year to do an annual checkup, if not twice out of a year. That physical can 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 um, give you a, a lifetime opportunity so you can just get like a tune-up. It's sort of like a car. You have to go and get a tune-up and an oil yeah. change every so now and again. Sometimes your tires are flat and you don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I can share a personal story to that, Judah, if you don't mind. Um. So what was it? 2016. And I am like six months pregnant at this time. I think my husband starts having some chest pains. Um, we had like moved some furniture or something. Cause you know, that's what you do when you're six months pregnant is you help your husband move furniture. Um, Anyway, he was like, he was like, oh my God, my chest is going to hurt. I was like, well, are you all right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I just need to lay down. And I took his blood pressure and it was like through the roof. I was like, 
no, this is not okay. And so it took oh. me some coursing to get him to go to um, the doctor, but he couldn't get into the doctor. So we had to take him to the urgent care. And then the urgent care was like, oh, it's just GERD. It's just this, or it's just that. And um, I said, no, it's not just that it's something more. And so long story short, we finally got him into the doctor and they did all of the tests and ran blood work and all these things. And he had all of these health issues that he had no clue that he had. Because he was otherwise a healthy person. Yeah. Cause he was otherwise yeah. a healthy person. And so, um, you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, you know, all of these things. And, you know, he would never have known because he wasn't going to go to the doctor to figure it out. Um, it was like a wake up call essentially. Yeah. And I, and I, I was kept looking up to make sure, even though we lost Judah, which I'm we, sure I think we on. did lose Judah, <laughs> uh, but it still says we're live on Facebook. So hopefully Facebook yes. will still have us, but I really hope that, um, that you'd be able to finish that story because I think what Doug, her husband went through, it's something that a lot of people could learn from. Like yeah. he's like your average, he's like not overweight. Like he's just like, not that you're unhealthy if you're overweight. I mean, hello, I'm right there in the world. Okay. But like yeah. looking at him, you'd be like, he's probably a young, healthy dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so they probably didn't think, you know, honestly, if Katie wasn't in the health industry, I would be curious to see if Doug would have taken himself to the doctor. You know what I mean? Oh, he, he wouldn't have, um, you know, and I, I pushed him and I, you know, advocated and, you know, he probably was so annoyed with me. Um, but it, but saved his life. it did, it did because had it gone longer, he would have had a heart attack. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, had it I'm gone back. longer, he could have had a heart attack and he wouldn't be here today. Um, and so I think, you know, the biggest thing was these were hereditary things that he really wasn't like, he knew he had, like his parents had health issues, but he wasn't so keen on like going to the doctor himself to, you know, check up on himself, nor did he think he needed to. He was in his thirties. Um, I mean, late thirties then. I mean, so these things happened super early for him when they should have happened later in life but because it was hereditary like literally on both sides it just happened when it did and so I mean like Judah was saying like you really need to go and get yourself checked out ask your parents what things you know if they had health issues or grandparents or what have you like those are important things to know yeah um, because it can save your life and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a similar story just real quick um, and to, again, to use uh, Judah's point of vulnerable, I'll make myself vulnerable for a second. I am, I struggle with infertility and I struggle with infertility. Um, I have diminished ovarian reserve, which means like, uh, like I have way fewer eggs than I should have as uh, a 36 year old woman. Going back to the point of going to the doctor, when my husband and I decided to try to get pregnant, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get pregnant. Like, cool. Like I'm 30, 30, yeah. you know, like it's going to be fine. Like I've gone, I've had my female doctor visits, but I never asked him to run tests. You know, I never asked anything like that. 
And so I why would you, you didn't think, why would I didn't think about it and tried to get pregnant and this went on. And then anyway, years later, tests later, I had diminished ovarian reserves. And if I would have thought to ask, even in my twenties, before I was married, before I was with my husband, like, and just like, Hey, I just want to like, check out what's going on down there. Like, what do we got going on? That's something that could have helped me now. Um, I've struggled with my weight, you know, throughout my life. And so I, I thought, you know, oh, well, did it have something to do with that? And the doctor I see now is like, no, it just happens. It's, it could be hereditary. And, you know, had I asked my mom and dad, you know, like about um, their, or my mom's reproductive health and my grandmother's reproductive health, I might've had the clues that I didn't have until it was too late to know that yeah. something was going on. So like, get the test, <laughs> like talk to the doctor, you know, prioritize yeah. your health. Mike Brady. He's Jan I'm like, now. is he back with us? He's Jan now. Cause he's down there. <laughs> so I, I clearly understand. I clearly understand. One thing we have to understand is and what I want to do is leave the listeners with this is at least go and get a checkup. Go get an exam. Go get, go to a doctor or, or, or whatever your physician, where it's a nurse practitioner or something. So you can actually find out what is actually going on with you. Even if nothing's going on wrong with you that you feel, you yeah. don't know what's inside your body and one will no, no one can see that. Get your blood test. Get the necessary things you need in order to become a better you. You right. have to. You have to because that's the only way that you will be able to actually um, document and dictate what is wrong with you on a physical, healthy perspective. I think we're, you know, short for time, but we definitely want to hit the spiritual health too as well. With spiritual health, being that we understand a lot of people have deities, and that's what I will leave it at. Higher conscious, higher powers, um, God, Jehovah Jireh. Um, um, we, we have a lot of names out there. But in the spiritual health, knowing who you um, um, submit to, um, um, who do you submit to, and do you do their will or do you do your own will? So with me, I know Judah, I submit to God and I do his will because I have to let his will be done and not that I'm, I have to remove self because if I keep Judah in the way, I'm going to mess up. <laughs> I'm not going to be the perfect that I be the perfect being out there doing doing what Judah wants to do. That's why I allow God to, to lead me and guide me because it says in the Bible that every step of a righteous man is ordered by God. So in his ordering, I have to follow and be directed and lead it in, in, his, in, in his steps. So what do you guys think? Yeah. Um, well, I definitely grew up in the church. And so I re refer to my higher power as God, obviously. But um I mean, whatever you refer to it as God source, the universe, yes. the thing is, I will tell you this, when you realize that there's something out there bigger than you, it puts a whole new perspective on life. Um, 
I, I mean, I take great comfort in knowing that I'm not in control. Like, thank goodness, because if I were in control, who who knows what would happen? Um, So I am, I'm grateful knowing that there is a higher power out there with my, um, with intentions to give me the best in life. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to echo what both of you have already said, that to me, my higher power is God. Um, And I noticed, I noticed throughout my life that I come through my hard times when I remember that I'm not alone and it's not about Micah and what Micah can get through. There have definitely been times, there have definitely been times in my life that I forget that I'm not alone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how am I, 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 me, me, me going to survive this? And when I remember that I am, I'm not alone in this universe, that I am, you know, like at the leadership and love, under the leadership and love of my higher power, which is God, that provides me more comfort and more direction and more peace than I could ever mm-hmm. sum up, you know in in a few words yeah and i I love it that we we've had this conversation where we've touched on so many things that involves health which is spiritual emotional um, relationship physical and mental those are five health points that we need to start doing check-ins with um, and do them on your finger. Yeah. Have I had a mental exam? Maybe I'm not feeling right all the time. Maybe my anxiety or my depression or I'm feeling like suicidal ideation or something is wrong overall yeah. in the mental psych um, and, 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 and the emotional. Why am I crying all the time? Why nobody like me? Why, why am I feeling like this always? Why in my relationships that I feel like this? Well, that might be something mental. And I say might be, but I'm not a licensed psychologist or a licensed um, anything right now. I'm a wisdom dialoguer. So that's why I say, go and see a doctor, go and see a therapist, go see a nurse practitioner. We need to engage in those services. They went to school to deliver some best practices. And if you're not comfortable with the one you're talking to, guess what? There are a lot of doctors and nurses and psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists that are out there that you can choose. So you have choices in life. Um, The next is relationship. Stop getting in relationships with all of those five things going on and you haven't even had what Micah said before is self-awareness. How about that? (laughs) Be vulnerable sometimes to know that in all of those five that it matters what your self-awareness is in all five of those checkpoints. Um, the third one is um, in the spiritual health. Know where your higher power is. Internet connection health. Yeah. How are you submitting yourself? So um, did I leave one out? No, Physical, I, mental, I laughed. Um, I, said, I said we're having... We're having some internet connection health problems. Yeah, it was breaking up a little bit. Um, I'm going to like add social in there, I not understand. just like, not just relational, yes. but like 
your social network. And so I, I know like with COVID, obviously we haven't been going out of the house as much. And um, yes. I think social relationships have gone down and um, Micah and I've talked about this, you know, the elderly, they are in these nursing homes and they're, you know, being quarantined and it's so hard. We are social beings we have to interact with people like that keeps us cognizant and like aware of what's going on. And I mean, that's part of who we are. Reach out to a friend, you know, make sure you're connecting in some way. Zoom is great. FaceTime is great. Connect in some way to someone else um, just to give yourself a little relief. And, you know, something that I would love to leave everyone with is like in regards to a spiritual um, practice, you know, do something every morning to connect to your spirituality. Um, it's okay to search. It, it's okay to search and, you know, read some things, reach out to pe- talk to other people about it, but do something every morning to kind of connect to that spiritual um, side of you, because I'm telling you, you will, your days will start going better. If you kind of develop a little practice in the morning of trying to connect to, you know, if it's just saying a a little prayer, if it's doing a three to five minute meditation, your day, you will start seeing your day go better. And you're more attuned when you have that little brief routine in the morning, Mm -hmm. not only to your spiritual side, whatever that looks like for you, but also to like just yourself. Like, how do I feel this morning? How do I feel emotionally? How do I feel physically? How do I feel mentally? Check in with, make that your daily practice is I'm going to do a check-in at some point every day with myself. We actually have a little freebie on our website too, if they want to oh, utilize yeah. it. Go to newneesonlife.com and then it's under freebies. If you want to do, um, it's a daily, it's like a daily check-in, right Katie? Or yes, I don't, journal. it's a gratitude journal. I don't remember what it's, under okay well we're gonna make sure it goes under freebies and then go find it it's under freebies i know that okay. i just don't remember where under freebies jude are you still with us uh-oh did we lose him again i don't know <laughs> you see the oh, battery no. never blinks i don't know there's a lag on facebook so okay i don't know if we lost him again oh, he's good he lo- he's gone so i guess to the left yeah So I guess on behalf of the three of us, we say thanks for, thanks for attending our TED talk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) We lost Judah, um, but I'm sure he'll come on and say, um, thank you for um, watching Judah. Thank you for having us. Um, I'm noticing some grades here. So thank you for somebody to fix this for me. Thanks. Um, And yeah. All right. I'm just, thank you guys for listening. We hope that this was informative for you. We hope that it helped in some way. And, um, you know, thank you again to Judah for allowing us to come into your community. We we so appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. The Rise, creating your voice. 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 The Rise.